for Buck Banter with your host, Alpine ISD Superintendent, Dr. Michelle Reinhardt. Good morning, Alpine, and good morning, Martin. How are you today? Wonderful. That glad you're here on this uh, Football Friday. Football Friday and last day of September, which we were just talking about. That's completely wild. How fast this month has gone by. Yes, yes. And so I'm here today back with everyone for another Buck Banter episode where we're going to look ahead to October, which starts tomorrow. Again, that's wild. So excited as we wrap up. Today is actually the last day of the first six weeks of school. So kind of that first grading period out of the way. Blow by. Right, and it's been an awesome start. So much, uh, so many wonderful things happening across the district, and excited to start the second six weeks on Monday. So, wanted to share with y'all a little bit about um, Bullying Prevention Month, which is going on in October. A new math grant that we got from TEA. So, I'll share some about that. And then also today we are celebrating Custodial Workers Recognition Day. So, we, just we need those hard workers. That is for oh, sure. They do such a great job for our district. So we have very good ones at Alpine ISD. We absolutely do. So that's an over of what we're going to be talking about today. But let's start with um, October is Bullying Prevention Month. And the first week of the year is Anti-Bullying Week. Yes. So starting next week, October 3rd through 7th, we will have anti-bullying activities going on at both our elementary school and our middle school. Our motto for this year is take a stand and lend a hand. And what I love about this motto is that it focuses on the role that we all have to play in preventing and stopping and stopping bullying. So as we as we start talking about this topic, again, an incredibly important topic, I want us to think about what we know about bullying. So we know from research and best practices across the nation that when adults respond quickly and consistently to bullying behavior, they send a message that it's not acceptable. And that shows, research shows that we can stop bullying behavior over time. And that's a big focus at our campuses. And again, will be a big focus of some of the work we're doing in October. Um, research also shows that we all have a role to play in this. Parents, school staff, other adults in the community, we can help kids prevent and address bullying by, first of all, talking about it. Like, it's not a big taboo thing. This is something that we should be talking about in both a preventative lens. How do we keep our kids from doing this? And then also in a a follow-up, or how do we address or intervene when things like this are happening? Um, Also by building a safe school environment and creating a community-wide bullying prevention strategy. And that's part of why we're talking about it today on the show, Martin. Yes, and it's never too early to start talking about it. It really isn't. It really isn't. I have two elementary kids of my own. And again, these conversations are so important about, um, and it kind of ties into what we do as a school, that we have a a very clear focus. We focus on describing and then enforcing how students are expected to treat each other. That's one way that we can get ahead of bullying, is to be really clear on what does it look like to treat everyone with respect, and how do we make those decisions at our best moments and also at our worst moments when we're frustrated or upset about something as well. Try to follow the golden rule. Yes, sir. So again, we all have a role to play in both preventing and addressing bullying. Um, And I wanted to share with you too, if you're listening today and someone you love is experiencing bullying at school, please reach out to your child's campus principal um, because there's a lot of support resources and interventions that we can provide to address that. And again, something we take very, very seriously. So as part of Bullying Prevention Month, yes, we're going to talk about it, but we're also going to do a lot of other things. We're going to do different spirit uh, spirit days about this, again, raising awareness, but also a number of events to help students build other skills to be able to intervene if they see bullying happen and then develop other strategies and skills so they're not bullying themselves. 
Well, let's get ready for that spirit week. Okay, so it's only been one week since we did homecoming, and we're still kind of recovering, recouping. I am not fully caught up on sleep. I don't know about y'all, but we're doing another spirit week next week, again, to uh, address our anti-bullying campaign. So there's going to be dress-up days at both Alpine Elementary. They have days like a unique dressing day. I cannot wait to see the pictures out of that one. Um, There's going to be a grade-level color competition day where each grade-level dresses in a different color, and we see who, who, who brings out the most color that day um a superhero attire i always love that one and then next friday buck spirit will be buck up against bullying uh, on friday so a little bit of halloween a little early a little bit that's right that's right and then over at the middle school they have some fun days planned as well kindness ties us together so they're going to have a tie day uh, a camo day because we don't hide from kindness different shoes day kind of looking at what is it like to walk a mile in somebody else's shoes um inside out day and then wrapping up with spirit day buck pride um and being the best buck you can be all right lots of fun so in addition to these spirit i mean spirit days and dress up days some of the events that we have coming up just next week so at the elementary i'll share some of their events uh kids are going to be signing the leaves of kindness tree signing leaves for the kindness tree on monday on wednesday we have mayor Catherine eves coming in and she'll be issuing a proclamation for the school about being a drug and bully-free campus also our cheerleaders will come in that afternoon and do a special program for our kids on Thursday, we have students from Sol Ross State University who are future teachers, teachers in training, who are going to be coming in and reading books about bullying and leading some mini lessons with our kids, which we're excited about. And then our National Honor Society students are coming over on Friday to, again, share some of their experiences about preventing bullying and addressing that. So you got some guest speakers coming in, too, though. We do throughout the month. So you'll see a number of, again, this will be a continuing conversation throughout the month of October. And we invite our parents to have those conversations at home as well, because this is something that, again, as a community, we can get ahead of and address and just make sure our kids are well equipped um, to live as their best selves. So just, again, so much more to see. You'll hear hear more about it, see more about it on our social media, et cetera. But I also wanted to give a special uh, shout out and thank you to our school resource officer at Alpine Elementary, Deputy Sarah Parker, who has done a lot to organize these great events. She's also reached out to different community organizations. Many of them have sponsored um, and uh, donated funds to help sponsor these activities. We're so grateful for everyone's support with that. Um, and then last, I wanted to kind of give you a heads up. We'll talk about this later in October, but every uh, every year, usually the last week of October, we have Red Ribbon Week. And this is part of the largest drug, drug abuse prevention campaign in the United States. So stay tuned for that. All of that is all part of our focus in October on bullying prevention. One busy month ahead of us. It is. It is. And it's going to be awesome. So excited to uh, have you all join in some of those activities. Well- well, tell us a little bit about that math framework grant that we're uh, wanting to hear about. Sure, sure. So we recently submitted a grant to the Texas Education Agency and found out that we received it. It's a $70,000 grant. Congratulations. Which are, thank you, which we are so blessed to have. It's a great infusion of money to help us build a framework for high-quality math instruction. Uh, What does that mean? It means that what we'll be doing is we're working on building an understanding of the why behind how we teach really good math. 
And so we'll be working on that in grades K through six. That money, I'll, I'll talk about how it'll be used in just a minute. But first, I want to share with you, why did we apply for this? What were our goals with wanting to um, apply for this specific grant and bring in additional fun funding to focus on math teaching? So our goals with this grant are to improve math teaching and learning across grades K through six to help continue to build our teachers' knowledge of grade level math standards, and also how to teach math, um, and to do that through collaborative systems of support, through all of us working together. And then to eventually, and even this year, significantly increase the number of students who are on or above grade level in math. So big district foci focuses that we have this year in terms of math instruction, and this grant's gonna be such a blessing to be able to do that. It's great that you're starting it from, from K to six because the the earlier you start it, the easier it'll get. Yes, yes, and there's so much important work to do to develop math flexibility. We're gonna talk about that in a minute, especially in our young learners, our young mathematicians. So let me tell you a little bit about what this grant allows us to do, because $70,000, that's a big chunk of change, and it allows us to do things that we otherwise wouldn't be able to. So it's going to allow us to bring in a nationally renowned organization called the National Institute for Excellence in Teaching. I've seen the work they've done in other communities in Texas and across the nation, incredible group and they're going to be providing on-site support for us professional learning for our teachers and our staff coaching they're going to be here every other week we're just really excited to be able to partner with them and again a grant of this size I mean frankly allows us to be able to afford to work with them and to bring them to us here in Alpine Texas which we're so excited about also, some of the grant funding will allow us to provide stipends to our teachers for engaging in this deep dive work because it's going to have an after school component one day a week after school each week. And so we're excited to be able to um, provide teachers with those stipends as well for that. So here's the other thing I wanted to share about this. Not only did I want to give everyone kind of heads up that this is happening and you'll hear more about it and you'll see more about it, but also wanted to share that there's a role for all of us to play. So one of the reasons I'm so passionate about this, I used to, this is kind of my former life. I was a math uh, consultant and presented on um, high quality math instruction across the nation. And we know, like researchers know what high quality math instruction looks like and what it looks like to teach math well. And one of the things that uh, we know about high quality math teaching is that it focuses on developing students math flexibility. I want to pause here for a second because I don't know about you Martin but when I went through elementary school it was not about flexibility it was about rote memorization and whatever the steps the teacher showed just do those things. The times tables. Right yeah just memorize them memorize them memorize them. Now a lot of students are strong memorizers and so they would practice they would practice they would practice they would memorize but we do have some students who aren't strong memorizers and what would happen is students who weren't strong at memorizing would think they weren't good at math. And that's really not what math is all about. And so research has shown there's other ways that we can develop students' flexibility to help prepare them to be good mathematicians that don't uh, rely on rote memorization. Helping them how to think. How to think, 100%, Martin, 100%. So parents, I wanted to share with you two quick games that you can play with your kids uh, while you're driving places. And this could be kids in pre-K all the way up to some of these extend all the way into high school. So here are two quick ones you can do. One is called I Have You Need, and it's all about partners of a number. So if you got little kids, um, you might be thinking about partners of 10. So our goal is to make the number 10. And I would say, okay, I have the number eight. And then I would ask my child, okay, so what do you need so that we have 10 altogether? So they'd think about it and they'd say two. So like eight and two make 10, great. And then you'd ask him for another one. Well, what if I had seven? How much would you need? 
What if I had three? And so you kind of go through this process. You might think, well, where is this going? But this idea that these two numbers combine and make 10 is really, really important for the math that comes later. Then as your kids, um, as your kids are uh, moving up through the grades, you can change the, the goal number. Okay, what if we're doing 100? 587, what do you need to get us to 100? So I'd think about that. Oh, well, that's 13. I'll talk in a minute about why this is important, but let me share it with you co- a couple other examples. Middle school grades, you can use 1,000 as your target number. Then you can switch over to fractions because a lot of our kids are really nervous about fractions. What if our goal number was we want to have one whole and I have four-fifths? How many do you need to get to that one hole? And this goes all the way up into high school math where you can talk about our goal number is 360 degrees or two pi radians and give them a part of that and have them figure out the other part. And if nothing else, it's going to make the drive seem so much shorter. It will. It will. It will. And it really is a fun game, not just if you're a math nerd, but for everyone kind of in general. Let me show you where this is going. You'll become a math nerd afterwards. You will. Yes, you'll be a pro. So let me show you where this is going. I want you to think about a math problem like 99 plus, I'm making this one up on the spot, y'all, 57. 99 plus 57. So when I went through, you would like stack those numbers vertically, right? And then you'd start on the right-hand side in the ones column and add the nine and the, I forget the number I even told y'all. What did I say? 99, 57. 57. Thank you. And then you go like the nine plus the seven, what is that? And you kind of work through this process, right? But if we have mathematical flexibility, you could think about that in a different way. So let me tell you how a five-year-old shared with me how he was thinking about this, even though he'd never seen two-digit addition yet. He said, well, can I just take one of the ones from that 57 and add it to the 99 to make 100, and then it's 100 plus 56, well, that's easy. That's 156, and that's flexibility. Yes. And so these little games that we play to, like, what do you have to add to 99 to get to 100, right, will help them have flexible math later um, and just make them better students all around. So. And much better than them sitting on, the, uh, on a tablet or iPhone playing a video game. Right, right. A fun way to pass the time and build their math minds at the same time. Let me give you one more that you can play. Another one is how can you make the number blank in as many different ways as you can. So again, with young kids, you can say, hey, how could you make the number eight? And they might say four and four. Great. Is there another way? Ooh, you could do five and three. And so they're working through all these different combinations to make eight. Then again, as you move up through the grades, then you could use two-digit numbers. What are the different ways you could make 45? What are the different ways you could make 45 cents? That changes it because now they have to think about coin values and what different coins you could mix together there. Then you're in kind of the middle grades. How could you make the number 40, but maybe using different operations, addition, subtraction, multiplication? Really throw a wrench in it and tell them to do it with time. Oh, yes. Yes, 100%. Or then you can even move up into middle school and high school and you end up with like algebraic expressions. How could you make 2x plus 8? And some of y'all are just like, whoa, we moved out of numbers. We put letters in. That got wild. I hear you. But there's these little games that we can play with kids that really are developing their ability to, to think flexibly about math and not have to think, wait, what are the Uh, required steps I have to work through in order to quote-unquote solve this problem. So again, more to come. We'll be highlighting different little things we can each do at home and the way that that's shifting our instruction um, at school as well. Fun while learning. It is. It is. Um, Okay, so our last topic of the day, um, again, October 2nd, which is Sunday, is National Custodial Workers Recognition Day. And we just wanted to take a minute and thank some of our most important employees who literally, y'all, literally, 
keep our school running and those are our custodians on each of our campuses and across the district so uh, I just wanted to say on behalf of the district thank you to Larry and Maria and Manuela at Alpine Elementary to Alberta and Anna at Alpine Middle School to Paul and Charlie at Alpine High School and to Jamie at Alpine ISD uh, who works at the admin office Buck Stadium at the help set at the high school as well y'all each do such an incredible job and Martin, you want to talk about people who work around the clock, who are at our schools while many of our staff members, myself included probably, are still asleep. Well, and that's a small staff for each of those campuses, and they have a lot of work to do, they and they do. get it done. They do, and they do so much behind the scenes to keep everything running smoothly. So for all And they of our never complain either. Oh, never, never. And they do such a great job for our kids and our community. So and for our listeners today, if you see one of these fine folks around town, again, Larry Gallego, Maria Hermosillo Duran, Manuela Chavez, Alberta Nez, Anna Ibarra, Paul Pierce, Charlie Reyna, or Jamie West, please give them a big thank you for all they do for our schools and for our community. So as we wrap up today, Martin, the theme kind of across our topics today is the importance of every single role in the district and in the community. So from bullying prevention to developing mathematicians to keeping our districts running and thriving, we all have a role to play in continuing to make sure that Alpine ISD is a successful and an ever-improving district for our kids and for our community. And that is part of being the best working together. Well, before we close, uh, Michelle, I want uh, how did the book fair go at the elementary school? Oh, my goodness. So literally my favorite event. I say that about everything. But the I love the book fair. The book fair was such a success. It wraps up today at 11 o'clock. Thank you so much to Miss Sharon Morrissey, who coordinated that. She's our librarian, Alpine Elementary. Y'all, I mean, you've never seen so much kid excitement as when the book fair comes to town. So thank you to everyone who played a part in that. Thanks, too, to those who donated. We had a little campaign going this week, too, where people were able to donate money so that every Alpine Elementary student leaves this week with a new book that is theirs to own, to love, and to read. And so just such a fun event. Glad to, and so excited to be able to do that every year. Well, yeah, I know it's one of the favorites for all the kids at the elementary school. So, yes, so. yes, sir. And we'll be back in two weeks on Friday, October 14th with our next episode of Buck Banner. And we'll see you tonight at Buck Stadium, 7.30 p.m. as we take on Torneo in varsity football. Go Bucks! Go Bucks! You have been listening to Buck Banter. It is brought to you every other Friday by the Alpine ISD at 9.05. Go Bucks!